if you previously already heard this podcast, I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Sejo B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Pooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in a Castle Book, Love That Book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Two Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tribunal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Keene, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie's Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, what do you think I'm trying to say? And movies, TV shows, books, games, animation. I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed. And
hopefully you'll have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. And welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. And today, we are going to be talking about Rapunzel. And before you confuse this, not the Rapunzel you were thinking of, not Rapunzel Disney, not Rapunzel Barb, not Rapunzel the other story that we talked about. No, we are doing the Grimm's Fairy Tale Rapunzel. That's it. I went there. Wait, uh, uh-huh. Where did it go? Oh! <laughs> and it might not just be Rapunzel. It could be a lot more. We will see. Rapunzel. German. It's a German fairy tale recorded by the Brothers Grimm, a first published in 1812 as part of Children's and Household Tales. The Brothers Grimm story developed from the French literature fairy tale of P-E-R-S-I-N-E-T-T-E by Charlotte Ross G. Common. The tale is classified as Aaron Thomason type repent in the Maiden in the Tower. Its plot has been used and parodied in various media. Its best known line is Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. A lonely couple who longed for a child lived next to it. a large, expensive, high-wall substance garden belonged to a sorcerer. The wife, experiencing pregnancy cravings, longed for the Rapunzel that she sees growing in the garden. Did y'all know that Rapunzel was a flower? Because I had no clue. I was trying to figure that out for about five minutes. I'm like, oh. That she growing in the garden. Rapunzel is either the salad green or root vegetable um, or the salad green berry. She refuses to eat anything else and begins to waste away. Her husband fears for her life and one night he breaks into the garden to get some for her. When he returns, she makes a salad out of, of it and eats she longs for more, so her husband returns to the garden to retrieve some more. As he scales the wall to return home, the sorceress catches him and accuses him of thief. He begs for mercy, and she agrees to be lenient, allowing him to take all the Rapunzel he wants, on condition that the baby be given to her when it's born. He pressed he Desperate, he agrees. When the wife has a baby girl, the sorceress takes her to raise as her own and names her Rapunzel after the plant her mother craved. In one version, her parents move away before she is born in an attempt to avoid the sorceress. Oh, avoid surrendering her, only for the sorceress to turn up at the door upon her birth, unhampered by their attempt. At relocation, she grows up to be a beautiful child with long golden hair. When she turns 12, the sorceress locks her up in a tower in the middle of the woods, with neither stairs nor a door, and only one room and one window. In order to visit her, 
the sorcerer stands at the bottom of the tower and calls out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, that I may climb thy golden stair. On a day a prince rides through the forest and hears Rapunzel singing from the tower, enchanted by her or her voice. He searches for her and discovers the tower, but is unable to enter. He returns after listening to her beautiful singing, and one day sees the sorcerer visiting her as usual and learns how to gain access. When the sorceress leaves, he bids Rapunzel to let her hair down. When she does so, he climbs up and they fall in love. He eventually asks her to marry him, and she agrees. Together they plan a means of escape wherein he will call each night, thus avoiding the sorcerers who visit her by day, and bring Rapunzel a piece of skillet that she will gradually weave so into a ladder before the plan can come to fraction. However, she has sexually intercourse with him. Oh, sexual intercourse with him. That's what it says. In the first edition, 1812, of kinder on children's and household tales, most commonly known in English as Grimm's fairy tale, she innocently says that her dress is growing tight around her waist, hinting at pregnancy. In late edition, she asks Dame Gothel in a moment of fearfulness why it is easier for her to draw up the prince than her. In anger, the sorceress cuts off her hair and cast her out into the wilderness to fend for herself. When the prince calls that night, the sorceress lets the severed hair down to haul him up. To his horror, he finds himself meeting her instead of Rapunzel, who is nowhere to be found. After she tells him in a rage that he will never see Rapunzel again, he leaps or falls from the tower and lands in a thorn bush, although it breaks and saves his life. It scratches his eyes and blinds him. For years, he wanders through the wastelands of the country and eventually comes to the wilderness where Rapunzel now lives with the twins whom she has given birth to, a boy and a girl. One day, as she sings, he hears her voice again, and they are reunited. When they fall into each other's arms, tears, her tears fall into his eyes, and immediately restores his sight. He leads her and their twins to his kingdom, where they happily live ever after. Another version of the story ends with the revelation that the sorceress had united Rapunzel's hair after the prince leapt from the tower and it slipped from her hand and landed far below, leaving her trapped in the tower. Mythology and religious inspiration, I, this is the some researchers have proposed that the early most possible inspiration of the maiden in the tower archetype is to the pre-Christian era. Sun or down goddesses is which the light divinity is trapped and is serpent. Similar myths include that of the bapical solar goddess who is held captive in a tower by a king. Inspiration may also have been taken from the classical myth of Hero Perseus, 
mother, the Princess Dane, was confided to a bronze tower by her own father. A T R I S I U S, the King of Argos, an attempt to prevent her from becoming pregnant, as it was foretold by the Oracle of Delph that she would bear a son who would kill his grandfather. Inspiration may have come from Ethanol, a daughter of Blair and an Irishman. Inspiration may come from the story of Saint Barbara of Nick A-N-I-P-O-M-E-D-I-A, who is said to have been a beautiful woman who was confined to a tower by her father to hide her away from suitors. While in the tower, she is said to have converted to Christianity and ultimately murdered for her father after a series of miracles delaying her execution. Her story was included in the Book of the Cities of Ladies, completed by 1405 by Christian G. Tennis and Vinicole French, which may have been highlighted influence on later writers as it was popular throughout Europe. Later developments, the earliest surviving reference to a female character with long hair that offers to a male love to comb like a ladder appeared in the poem S-H-A-H-M-A-M-E-H by Frederick, the heroine of the story. Rob cut off her hair so that her love interest, Zawa, may enter the hammer where she lives. Zawa states instead that she should lower a rope so that she will not hurt herself. The first room record of the story may be recognized as Rapunzel and Gritman Basil's older music, G-I-A-F-B-A-T-T-I-S-T-V-A-S-I-L-E. P-E-T-R-O-S-I-N-E-L-A. Changeling to Parsley, which was published in Naples in the local Belect in 1634 in a collection entitled Low Count Thieves Lynch, the Story of Stories. This version of the story differs from the later versions as it is the wife, not the husband, who steals the plant. The maiden is taken by the villain as a child rather than a baby. And the maiden and the prince are not separate for years, but to reunite in the end. Most importantly, this version of the story consists of a light scene in which E-E-T-R-O-S-I-N-E-L-L-A uses magical acorns that turn into animals to distract the or brush while she pursues the couple fleeing the tower. This light sense that their magic object to use a distraction is found in oral varieties in the origin. Little Paisley, Little Fire, The Fair with Golden Hammer. Okay. In 1697, Charlotte Rose B. Comte Lee Forso published a variety of stories 
well combined to an obvious discovered miscount during a service in the court of Lewis XIV before her imprisonment. D. Lee Forrest was a permanent figure, a prominent figure in the Persian saloon and considered one of the earliest countess as a companion to Charles. This version of the story includes almost all elements that were found in later versions. By the Grimm brothers. It is the first version to include the maiden out of wedlock pregnancy, the villain Trickier, leading the trick blindly. The birth twins and the tears of the maiden restoring the princess's sight. The tale ends with the antagonist taking pity on the couple and transports them to the princess kingdom. While B. Lee Forrest claims that Chris Neat was the original story obtained. Her version was the most complex at the time and did not introduce original elements. Christina was translated into German by Frederick and appeared in 1790. Swift's translated changed the planet and the maiden's name to Rapunzel. Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm included the story in their first 1812 and 7th 1857 edition publication of Children's and Household Tales and removed elements that they believed were added to the original German tale. Although the Grimm recounting of the fairy tale is the most prevalent version of the maiden in the tale, in the Western literature and again, the story does not appear to have connection to a Grimlich oral folktale tradition. Notably, the 1812 publication retains the out of wedlock pregnancy that reveals the prince's visit to the witch, where in the 1857 version it is Rapunzel's slip of the tongue to address the criticism that the 
male was not appropriate for children. It could be argued that the 1857 version of the story was the first written for a primary child-aged audience. Distribution, according to Greek folklore, Georgia A. May, fellow folklorist Michael Markles, concluded that the tale type originated in southern East Europe by analoging 22 Greek variants to Serbic condition one form. Scholar Jake Zipper states that the tale type is extremely popular throughout the art. Oliver scholar Tom Decker remarked that the tale type is mainly known in Central and South Europe and the Middle East. In the same sense, Sith Thomas argued for a Mediterranean Mediterranean origin of the story due to its great popularity in Italy and nearby countries. Scholar remarked that the tale type at AT13 was one of the most frequent encountered tales in arbor oral tradition, the Arban Knight Crabulation. Okay, so one of the things I have right in front is the essential fringe fairy tales. Grimm's fairy tales from brothers. Gotta say, it doesn't give you much on the back about what it is, but I will tell you all the stories in here. The Frog King, or Iron Henry, Cat and the Mouse, in partnership, the story of the youth who went forth to learn what fear was, the wolf and the seven little kids, the pack of ragamuffins, Rapunzel, which is what we just talked about, Hansel and Gretel, which, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, that's German. I'm German, so yay for that, I guess. Uh, I'm looking for it. Okay. Yep. The white snake, the straw, the coal, and the bean, the fisherman and his wife, the violent little tailor, Cinderella, which I was like, wait, Cinderella's a Grimm's tale? Oh, wow, I forgot. The mouse, the bird, and the thunder. Mother Holy, the seven ravens, little red cat, which, by fact, did you know little red cat is actually little red riding. The Burman town magician, clever hen, three languages, clever elith, thumbling, Tom Thumb, the wedding of Mrs. Fox, the elves and the shoemaker, the robber bridge room, old saloon, old sultan, little farce rose, fun vulgar, king trust bear, little snow white, yep, Rumpelstiltskin, little snow white. They didn't just call her snow white, they called her little snow Rumpled Silkskin, Sweetheart Roland, the Golden Bird, the Dog and the Sparrow, Frederick and the Carpenter, the Little Peasant. I actually really like the Little Peasant. It's super weird stuff. And I was like, oh, the Grimbuffers give me, like, not a kid vibe. They give me, like, we always lived in a castle vibe. And I actually really like this type of books. The Queen Bee, the Golden Goose, Jordan, okay, Jordan. 
Jordan and Jamie. The Fox and the Cat, The Pink, Clother Gospel, The Old Man and His Grandson, The Duck of the Little Hen, Hen and Luck, The Singing Soaring Lurk, The Lady and the Lion, The Goose Girl, The King of the Golden Mountains, The Raven, The Water of Life, Dr. Noah, The Willow Wore the Bear, Our Lady's Child, The Blue Light, Donkey Cabbage, The Four Skilled Brothers, The Fox and the Horse, The Shoes That Work, Dance the Pieces, The Twelve Dancing Princesses, Iron John, The Thumping, The Life of the Times of the Brothers Grimm. So, yeah, and it doesn't give you much. The Ken and Malcolm partnership. Like, you could kind of skip around if you want to, like, read the certain stories, because that's what I did, and then go to, like, ones that you never heard of, which is what I did, which is so weird, but I did it. Snow, Little Snow White. <laughs> so funny, I didn't really, like, call her Little Snow White. It's a 19th century German fairy tale that is today known widely across the Western world. The Brothers Grimm published it in 1812 in the first edition of their collection Grimm's Fairy Tale, numbered as Tale 53. The original Grimm tale was Green Witchen, a low German form, but the first version gave the high German translated Oh my goodness gracious, how am I even, okay, I'm going to spell it for you all because I've got to butcher this. S-C-H-N-E-E-W-E-I, capital B, lowercase a-t-n. And the tale has been known in German by the mixed form. I'm not repeating that name. That is exactly the same thing I just said. The Grimm's complete their final version of the story in 1854 which could be found in the 1957 version of Grimm's Fairy Tale, which is what I have in front of me. I can't tell, though, if there's any other books or if this is the only one they have. Like, they put everything, they worked on together. <coughs> Sorry, my throat. The fairy tale features such elements as the magic mirror, the poison apple, the glass coffin, and the characters of the evil queen and the seven dwarves. The seven dwarves first given individual names in 1912. Broadway play Snow White and the Seven Doors. 1937 film Snow White and the Seven Doors, the Grimm story, which is commonly referred to as Snow White, should not be confused with the story of Snow White and Rose Red, another fairy tale collected by the Brothers Grimm in the Arnie Thompson folklore classification. Tales of this kind are grouped together as type 709, Snow White. Others of this kind include Bella Version, Gold Tree and Silver Tree, the Young. I don't want to say that. Okay. The Bible's analog of just the evil queen with the protagonist Snow White as depicted in the Sleeping Snow White by. Hans Markart, 1872. At the beginning of the story, a queen sits sewing at an open window during a winter snowfall when she 
pricks her fingers with her needle, causing three drops of blood, red blood, to drip onto the freshly fallen white snow on the black wood windowsill. Then she says to herself, how I wish that I had a daughter that had skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, and hair as black as ombre. Sometime later, the queen dies giving birth to a daughter who becomes Snow White. However, in the 1812 version of the tale, the queen does not die, but later behaves the same way the stepmother does in later versions of the tale, including the 1854 interpretation. A year later, Snow White's father, the king, marries again. His new wife is very beautiful, but a vain and wicked woman who practices witchcraft. The new queen proposes a magic mirror, which she asks every evening, magic mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all. The mirror always tells her, the queen, that she is the fairest. The queen is always pleased with that response because the magic mirror never lies. But when Snow White is seven years old, her fairness surpasses that of her stuff. When the queen again asks the mirror the same question and tells her that Snow White is the fairest, this gives the queen great shock. She becomes embarrassed, and from that moment on, her heart turns against Snow White, whom the queen grows to hate in with time. Eventually, she orders a hunter to take Snow White into the forest and kill her. As proof that Snow White is dead, the queen also wants him to return with her heart, which she will consume in order to become immortal. <laughs> yeah, that's gross, but okay. The, hunt the huntsman takes Snow White into the forest, but after raising his dagger, he finds himself unable to kill her. When Snow White learns of her stepmother's evil plan, she tearfully, tearfully begs, the husband, spare me this mockery of joy. I will run away into the forest and never come home again. After seeing the tears in the princess's eye, the huntsman reluctantly agrees to spare Snow White and brings the queen the heart of an animal in Dead. After wandering through the forest for hours, Snow White discovered a tiny cottage belonging to a group of seven dwarves. Since no one is at home, she eats some of the tiny meals, drinks some of their tiny wine, and then she tests all the beds. Finally, the last bed is comfortable enough for her, and she falls. When the doors return home, they immediately become aware that there has been a burglar in their house because everything in their home is in disorder. Prowling about. Okay, so here's the thing about that. When I heard this, I literally was like, dude, that just sounds like Goldilocks. Like, my brain went to Goldilocks. Literally what it went to. Which was kind of funny, I thought. She wakes, uh, 
Prowling about frantically, they head upstairs and discover the sleeping Snow White. decides to kill the girl herself first. Appears at the door's cottage disguised as an old peddler and offers Snow White colorful silky lace boxes as a present. The queen laces her up so tightly that Snow faints and the doors return just in time to revive Snow White by loosening the laces. Next, the queen dresses up as a home seller and convinces Snow White to take a beautiful comb as a She strokes Snow White's hair with the poison comb. The girl is overcome by the poison from the comb, but is again revived by the doors when they remove the comb from her hair. Finally, the queen disguises herself as a former wife and offers Snow White a poisoned apple. Snow White is hesitant to accept it, so the queen cuts the apple in half, eating the white, harmless half, and giving the red poison half to Snow White. The girl eagerly takes a bite and then falls into a coma, causing the queen to think she has finally triumphed. This time, the doors are able to revive Snow 
funeral for him. The next day, a prince stumbled upon a seemingly dead Snow White laying in a glass coffin during a hunting trip. After hearing her story from the southern doors, the prince is allowed to take Snow White to her proper resting place back at her father's castle. All of a sudden, while Snow White is being transported, one of the pieces servant trips and loosens his and loosens his balance. This dislodges the piece of the poison apple from Snow White's throat, magically reviving. The prince is overjoyed with this miracle, and he declares his love for the now alive and well Snow White, who surprised to meet him face to face. Humbly accepts his marriage proposal, the prince invites everyone in the land to their wedding. Except for Snow White's stepmother, the queen believing herself finally to be rid of the thing. Ask again, Mira Mira, who is the fairest in the land? The mirror says that there is a bride of a prince who is yet fairer than she. The queen decides that this is the wedding and investigates. What she arrives, the queen becomes frozen with rage and fear when she finds out that the prince's bride is her stepdaughter, Snow Snow White herself, the furious queen, tries to scowl and attempts to kill her again, but the prince recognizes her as a threat to Snow White when he learned the truth from his bride. As punishment for the attempt murder for Snow White, the prince ordered the queen to wear a pair of red hot iron slippers and dance in them until she drops dead. When the evil queen finally defeated and dead, her wedding to the prince peacefully continued. Scholars have theorized about the possible origins of the tale, with folklore such as, I'm not sure, Joseph Jacobs and a bunch of other people, noting it combs multiple misfits also found in other folk tales. Scholar Graham Anderson compared the tale to the Roman legend of choir or snow, recorded in all in the 1980s and 1990s, some German authors suggest that the fairy tale could have been inspired by a real person. E C H, nope, E C K H A R D. Sander, a teacher, claimed that the inspiration was Marguerite van Welde, a German countess born in 1533, as well as several other women in her family. Pearl Battles, a pharmacist and scholar from Lauren and Me, a town in northwestern B-A-V-A-R-I-A, created a tongue-in-cheeky theory that Snow White was Madame Sophie Margaret Catherine Bonner under born in 1725. However, these theories are generally dismissed by serious scholars with folklore professor Donald calling them pure speculation and not at all convinced. Now let's see if we have other little red which is again little red red. 
Little Red Riding Hood is a European fairy tale about a young girl and a sly fox. Its origins can be traced back to several pre-17th century folk tales. The best-known versions were written by Charles and the Brothers Grimm. The story has been considerably in various retellings and subjects in numerous modern adaptations and readings. Other names for this story are Little Red Cap or simply Little Red Riding Hood. It is number 333 in the ominous classification system for folk. The story revolves around a girl called Little Red Riding Hood. In parallel versions of the tale, she is named after her red hood cape cloak that she wears. The girl walks through the woods to deliver food for her six grand winding cake depending on the translation. In the grim version, her mother had ordered her to stay strictly on the path. A stuck in wood wants to eat the girl and the food in the basket. Asks her where she is going. She tells him he should have said she picked some flowers as a present for her grandmother, which she does. In the meantime, he goes to the grandmother's house and gains entry by pretending to be he swallows the grandmother whole. In some stories, he locks her in the chest and waits for the girl disguised as the grandmother. When the girl arrives, she notices that her grandmother looks very strange. What a deep voice you have. The better to greet you with. Responsible. Goodness, what the guys look The better to see you with. Responsible. And what big hands you have, the better to embrace you with, responded the wood. Embrace you. And lastly, what a big mouth you have, the better to eat you with, responded the wood. At which point the wolf jumps out of bed and eats her too. Then he falls asleep. In Charlie's version of the story, the first version to be published, the tale ends here. In later and better known versions, the tale continues. A woodcutter in the French version are a hunter in the Grim Grim Brothers Grim version. A traditional German version comes to the rescue with an axe and cuts open the sleeping wolf. Riddle Red Riding Hood and her grandmother emerge shaken but unharmed. Then they fill the wolf's body with heavy stones. Then the wolf awakens and attempts to flee, but the stones cause him to collapse and die. In the Grimm's version, the wolf leaves the house and tries to drink out of a well, but the stone is so much in his the stones in his stomach cause him to fall in and drown. Simply to the story of the wolf and the seven little Sanitized versions of the story have the grandmother locked in the chest instead of being eaten, and sometimes the little red riding hood saved by the lumberjack as the wolf advances on her rather than after she is eaten. Where the woodcutter kills the wolf with his axe. The story displays many similarities to stories from classic Greek and Roman scholars. Anderson has compared the story to a local legend recounted by Persephone, in which each a virgin girl was authored to a 
maleficent spirit dressed in the skin of a wolf who hurt the girl. Then one year, the boxer imps came along, blew the spirits, and married the girl who had been offered as a sacrifice. There are also a number of different stories recounting the Greek authors involving a woman named Little Fire and a man with some name meaning wolf. The Roman poet Jorge babbled the tale in which a male child is received alive from the belly of a lamb and ogre in classic mythology. The dialect between the wolf and Little Red Riding Hood has analogy to the Norse from the elder, the giant has stolen hammer and determined by the divine for its return. Instead, the god dressed Thor as a bird and sent him. And the giant notes Thor's unladylike eyes, eating and drinking Loki, explains them as a spiral not having sucked, eaten, or drinking out of the longing of the wet. A parallel to another Norse myth. The chase and eventual murder of the sun goddess by the wolf has also been performed. A similar story has belonged to the Norse African tradition, namely in K-A-B-Y-L-I, where a number of versions are attested to the theme of the little girl who visits her granddad in his cabin and is recognized by the south of her bracelet consists of refined of a well-known song by the modern I beat you open the door for me father jingle your bracelet oh my daughter Gurry, I'm afraid of the monster in the forest father I too am afraid oh my daughter the theme of the reviving wolf and of the creature Re-releasing unharmed from its belly is also a reference in the Russian tale Peter and the Wolf, another grim tale, The Wolf and the Seven Young Kids, but it's generally the theme of reaction to the piece as old as the biblical story John and the Whale. The theme also appears in the story of the life of St. Margaret, where in the saint emerges unharmed from the belly of a dragon. And the epic The Red Path by Jim King Hines, a twisting story from the 16th century known as Grand Aunt Tiger Bear. Really? Wow, okay. Some facts about pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 days. 18 kg in one day 99% of this bamboo 
but they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Well, let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, so let's get a little bit of a striking similarities. In this story, there are two girls who are sisters. When the girl's mother goes out, the tiger comes to the girl's house and pretends to be their aunt. Asking them to come in, one girl says that the aunt's voice does not sound right. So the tiger attempts to disguise her voice. Then the girl says that the aunt's hands feel too coarse. So the tiger attempts to make her pause to move her. When finally the tiger gains entry, she keeps the girl's sister's hand. Thanks. The girls come up with a rude test, go outside and fetch some food for her aunt. Grand Aunt Tiger suspected the, of the girl tying a rope to her leg. The girl ties a bucket of rope to the floor. But Grand Aunt Tiger releases this and chases after them. Whereupon she climbs into a tree, the girls tell the tiger, that she will let her eat her, but first she would like to see her some fruit from the tree. The tiger comes closer to eat and the fruit, whereupon the girl pours boiling hot oil down her throat, killing her. Okay, according to Paul, a similar narrative is found in East Asia stories, namely in China, Korea, and Japan, with the title The Tiger and the Children. Origins of Little Red Riding Hood can be traced to several likely pre 17th century versions from various European countries. Some of these are specifically different from the current known Grimm's inspired version. It was told by French Hassan in the 10th century and recorded by the Channel Scholar Master Egbert. In Italy, Little Red Riding Hood was told by Hassan in the 4th century, where a number of other versions exist, including Lee Faint Nana, the false godmother, written among five Italy in Italian folklore customs. It has also been called the story of grandmother. It is also possible that this early tale has roots in fairly similar Eastern 
These early varieties of the tail do differ from the current known versions in several ways. The antagonist is not always a wolf, but sometimes a werewolf making the tail relevant to the werewolf trail of the time. The wolf usually leaves the grandmother's blood and flesh for the girl to eat, who then unwillingly cannibalizes her own grandmother. Furthermore, the wolf also known to her known to ask her to remove her clothes and toss it into the fire. In some versions, the wolf eats the girl after she gets into bed with him. And the story ends there. In others, she sees through his disguise and tries to complaining to her grandmother that she needs to be decoded and would not wish to do so in the bed. The wolf recountantly lets her go, tried to a piece of string so she does not get away. The girl flips the string over something else and rushes off. In these stories, she escapes with no help from any male or older female figure. It said using her own cunning, or in some versions, the help of a younger boy, who she happens to run into sometimes through more rarely than Redwood is non-existent. In other tellings, the story of the wolf chases after Love Red riding home. She escapes with the help of Laundrius, who spread the sheet over a river so she may escape, and when the wolf Follows red over the bridge of the claw, the sheet is released, and the wolf drowns in the river. And in another version, the wolf pushed into the fire while he is preparing the flesh of the grandmother to be eaten by the girl. I'm a little creeped out right now. The earliest known print version was known as Le Petit Charpin Rug and may have been its origins in the 17th century French folklore. It was included in the collection Tales and stories of the past with smallest tales of Mother Goose. In 1697 by Charles, as the title implies, this version is both more sinister and more overly moralized than the later ones. The redness of the hood, which has been given symbolic significance in many in interpretations of the tale with the detail instructed by Carl. The story has a uh, the story has as its subject an attractive well-bred young lady, a village girl of the country being deceived into giving a wolf she encountered the information he needed to find her grandmother's house successfully and eat the old woman while at the same time avoiding being noticed by woodcutter working in the nearby forest. Then he proceeds to lay a trap for Riddle Red Riding. Little Red Riding Hood ends up being asked to climb into the bed before being eaten by the wolf. Where the story ends, the wolf emerges the victor of the encounter, and there is no happy ending. Charles explained the moral at the end of the tale so that no doubt is left to his intending meaning. For this story, one learns that children, especially young lasses, pretty curious and well-bred, do very wrong to listen to sheep. 
and is not an unearthed thing that the wolf is thereby provided with his sin. I say, look for all wolves are not of the same sort. There is one kind of an disposition, neither nosy nor hateful nor angry, but the same objectively and generally following the young maiden in the streets, even into their house. Also, who does not know these gentle wolves are of all such creatures the most dangerous? This, the presumed original version of the tale, was written by the late 17th century French of King Louis XIV. This audience whom the king entertained of parties would take from the story's intended meaning. In the 19th century, two separate German versions were told, retold to Jacob Grimm and his younger brother, William Grimm, known as the Brothers Grimm, rehearsed by Jeanette Hostenpaul. I am not sure if I said that right. 
wrote a version of Little Red Riding Hood in 1827 as an approximately 1,000 word story. It was later reprinted in 1858 in a book of collection stories edited by William E. Burden called The Calliope of Wit and Humor. The reprint also featured a wooden engrave of a cloth wolf and a bed and weed holding the Little Red Riding Hood scene. In the 20th century, the population of the tale appeared to snowball, with many new versions being written and produced, especially in the wake of Annalise. This trend also led to a number of texts being written about Little Red Riding Hood herself. Hope you all have a great and wonderful day. And now we're all winded down. I hope you all enjoyed my podcast about movies, TV shows, books, and games. And I hope you all have a great and wonderful week and weekend. If you want to hear more of me, I do have other podcasts as well on ACAST, so you can check those out. And I also have a kids podcast as well called Gummy Bears Podcast Land, that if you want to hear more of me during the weekend, you can. But I hope you all have a great, wonderful week, and I hope you all enjoy this, and I just tell you my opinion, facts about the show, hopefully we could agree to disagree, or you could give me your opinion, I could take it into consideration, you could take mine into consideration. And I really do enjoy doing this. You guys are my fans, and I love you, and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies, and you're so generally a great and wonderful butterfly gem. I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day. And don't forget to check out my other stuff. I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is named... which is named, I just, the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloths. And that will be a little bit of facts. Um, Sloths only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy.